Shiver me timbers, we're cruising with Bush and Ritchie. The no repeat guarantee, nothing repeated while you listen 9 to 5. Monday to Friday, it's Bush and Ritchie, Tuesday's Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. Uh, we are on the Disney Dream and uh, today I've been off the Disney Dream. Uh, we, we have been at the uh, gorgeous port of Livorno in, in Italy, or in the west coast of Tuscany. And just 30 minutes away from... Uh, Livorno into the countryside is the city of Pisa, famous f- for its uh, wobbly, wobbly tower. <laughs> the wobbly tower of Pisa, that's wobbly what ta- everyone calls they it. They should call it the wobbly tower of Pisa, it's more fun, more knockabout. Uh, and I mean, I was, so we went there for it was like a day trip with the family and it, it was great fun. Um, I mean, I didn't know anything about the, I don't know many things about anything, to be honest with you, but didn't really know anything about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I think in a nutshell, they started building it in 1173. Right. And, and they never quite got it straight. Oh, right, okay. It just kept sinking over, do you know what I mean? Uh, kept leaning, they couldn't sort it out. Um, so that was the thing, and it's beautiful and everything as well. And on the way there in the taxi, I was saying to myself, I'm not being one of them tourists. I'm not doing hands on the tower. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. That's embarrassing. And within minutes of arriving... I was doing hands on the towers, and <laughs> of course you were. Thirteen-year-old to crouch down and get the angle right, and moving me left and, and right, and all that kind of thing. So, if you follow us uh, on Twitter at Absolute Radio, I'd just like to apologise for me doing the Leaning Tower of Pisa photo. Now, I stayed by the side of the pool because it was a gorgeous, gorgeous sunny day. It was hot, wasn't it? It's been hot today, so I stayed by the pool. Uh, I've not had this uh, spray tan for nothing. I wanted <laughs> to get the uh, the keg out for everybody, uh, so I got a couple of questions to ask about Pisa. Yeah, well, yeah, go for it. Go From for it. someone who's never been. One, how tall is the tower to something that I would know? Compare it. I would say uh, it's about as tall as the Gladys Street end of Goodison Park. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank Looks you bigger when much. you get to the bottom of it. All right, I mean? okay. And uh, and how much does it lean compared to something that I might know? Do you know this is, I, I don't want to ruin the Leaning Tower of Pisa for anyone, but yeah. it, it has lent over as much as my, my back was over when I had sciatica. <laughs> That's not going to find its way into any of the brochures, I'll be honest with you. It's not a great selling point, but that was kind of the angle. Uh, But one thing we did bring back, our four-year-old, Thea, insisted uh, that we buy uh, what I described in the taxi as a beautiful bit of tat. Uh, It's a magnet of the, uh, the, the Tower of Pisa. Uh, that you put on your fridge, but I'm just looking at it. it doesn't even it's not even leaning. Well, it depends on what angle you, you put it on the fridge. That's a very good point. I suppose <laughs> this, you, you, you turn it afterwards. Um, but um, it's a, a magnet memento, and, and we we don't do this as a family. Okay, so we, we haven't got anything on. The only thing we've got on our fridge is loads of reminders from Katie to me about to stop doing stuff or to make sure I do stuff. Now, That's gonna, my, this is my first moment, memento of, a, of an area or a visit. I'm going to put my hand up here and say we are a magnet family. We have Ooh. already bought our magnet uh, from uh, the uh, the ship's shop. Don't say that if you've got false teeth. Uh, we have already bought our, uh, our, our magnet that is going to go on the fridge from this week. What, what's, what, what is the magnet like from, from the Disney Dream? It is a, a picture of uh, one of the Disney Cruise Line ships, uh, but uh, with uh, Captain Mickey on there, Donald Duck is on there. All the crew. Uh, all the crew. So uh, it's it's a crewed up Disney Cruise Line magnet. Um, pretty much in a hue of purple, I would say. How many would you say you have? Because this is a whole new world. A total, a whole new, new world. world. Um, it is. Uh, I'd say we've got about 50 to 60 <laughs> magnets on the fridge. I'd say that's a problem. <laughs> it's out of control. 50 to 60 magnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, all right. So look, if you have, uh, you know... I've got Bournemouth on there. 
I, okay, so you I, set the bar I, quite I, low. I live, I, I live there for 20 years. You haven't got a Brent Cross one, have you? No, I haven't got a Brent Cross one. Every time you go to a shopping centre. <laughs> uh, Scotty says, I was leaning towards getting a pizza magnet oh, uh, once upon a time, but I double dipped from, and he's got two from Las Vegas. So I don't know whether that means Ooh. he's been to Las Vegas twice uh, or just couldn't pick from the myriad of uh, magnets on offer uh, in Las Vegas. I love that. There's, there's a lot on offer there, and it's an amazing thing. Roxy's tweeted us to say, um, I lived in London at the time too, but I, I wouldn't have dreamed of buying a fridge magnet of Big Ben or Tower Bridge. They must have been cheap. And she's got a Millennium Dome uh, um, fridge magnet, which has got kind of sparkles around the outside. It's very nice. Uh, Illy, fridge magnets rule. I always get one from wherever I've been, including all the cities I visited on my month-long road trip uh, to Australia and New Zealand. That's coming back with a lot of extra baggage. And we salute Burst Compressor, who has a fantastic name on Twitter. He's got an Isle of Wight steam railway. Oh, uh, yes. Like, that's in Richie's wheelhouse. I've been there, but that was before I started collecting. I'll have to go back. Firth, the wilderness years, uh, available on all good channels. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch, saying that the uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa fridge magnet that we bought from the Leaning Tower of Pisa isn't leaning. Uh, Rachel, quite a few other people mentioned that. Uh, that's because apparently you can lean it yourself uh, at your own angle. We can change the angle every week, depending on how you're feeling. But if you do buy magnets as a memento or keepsake for a visit... But for whatever reason, tweet us and tell us about it. Uh, Kelly's uh, sent two pictures. They're of the same fridge. There's two sides of the fridge that are covered in magnets. Uh, there would be two. We'd be here all night if I was uh, if I was reading them all out. But both sides of the fridge that are visible to the kitchen covered. So what happens to you? You've got fifty to sixty magnets. Mm -hmm. If you change fridge. Do they all go, or do they come with you to the new fridge? Uh, when when we recently had the kitchen redone, uh -huh. uh, the decision of what fridge to buy had to bear in mind that this had to have a metallic front uh, and not one of these fancy ones that is all sort of covered <laughs> up with cupboards. Even our producer, Adam, is shaking his head. You're out of control. <laughs> Two things you normally don't see at sea. Bush and Ritchie. This is Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, one of the experiences that you are able to uh, sign the kids up for when you're on the ship is called the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And it is the chance for the kids to get made over into some of their uh, favourite Disney characters, something that both uh, young Thea and Rocco had the chance to do uh, over the last 24 hours on the ship. Uh, Thea, a, a beautiful Elsa Bush. You must have been welling up. I was. I nearly lost it in there. It's the, it's the moment when they get turned around. <laughs> the man around. of stone. The man of stone. The, the man whose who's heart is a brick on a rope uh, was welling up a little bit. But, I mean, that's the same for Rocco. They, they're brilliant with the kids in there. But the moment they turn them around, so... The they, moment. The moment they turn around when they see that what they look like for the first time and the shock on their face. The, yeah. She was lost for words, and as were we. It was amazing. Uh, Rocco was uh, made up as uh, Prince Eric uh, from The Little Mermaid, uh, which he primarily went with because he also then gets the chance to have a shield uh, and a sword. And I have lost count of the number of times I've been whacked on my backside uh, by Prince Eric's sword. A beautiful moment at the end, though, when uh, the two of them get a picture together, which you can see on the Absolute Radio yeah. socials. Uh, we got Thea as, uh, as Elsa and, and Rocco as Eric. Very tempting to sort of think this is some sort of like uh, joining of the union of the families and marrying the two together. Yeah, yeah, unite the families yeah. and we'll be ever powerful. <laughs> but the weirdest thing was, right, um, uh, Thea obviously got this little tiny pack of makeup as part of her outfit yeah. and everything as well, which is beautiful. Uh, but the next morning when we were in Cabanas having um, uh, Mickey waffles, she was reapplying her highlighter and mascara, which I thought <laughs> was probably pushing it a little too far. Cruising with Bush and Richie.
I'm sure you're not worrying about Bush and I, but we are eating well uh, oh, yes. every night. Um, uh, one of the things that you do here, there's um, uh, three main restaurants. Uh, there are so many different other places that you can eat food, but there's three main restaurants and you rotate uh, as the uh, as the cruise goes on uh, night after night. Last night, uh, we were in a restaurant called Animator's Palette and it was incredible. It was unbelievable. Um, you've got... You've got pictures on the, the 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 wall of the restaurant, but they ain't like normal pictures. They move. Okay, and you kind of think, oh well, yeah, that's cool, that's clever, and all that kind of thing. Just before you go on, I've tried to ex- explain this to other people, and you sound when you're talking about uh, the animator's palette, it sounds like you're trying to describe a UFO you've just seen, and no one will listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, pic- there's pictures, yeah, and, and it's underwater, but it moves. And it- but now it's going to get even more amazing because some of the pictures actually talk to you specifically at the table. I'm not talking in a generic way. Actually, specifically talk to you. And we think we are two savvy gentlemen in our 40s. Yeah. And we could not work out how it was working. See, if I if I watch anything on telly or go to any shows or whatever, I think I pretty much know how everything works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same even, even if the rest of the audience are hoodwinked or I'm watching, you know, say Britain's Got Talent, they've got a magician on or whatever, I think I know how he's done that. You like as a parent to be able to turn to your children and go... No. Actually, what's happened here is you know, X, Y, Z, and all that. It's kind got of thing. a wire. It's clearly a wire. From oh, we were coach. just there, slack jawed, with the kids going, "What's going on, Daddy?" And all that. I don't know. This is amazing. It's incredible. The weird thing was, so we, we were having, we were having our food, and then this uh, this this turtle called um, Crush crush, yeah. crush Crush turned up from Nemo from Nemo, and I thought it's just Crush as a pre-recorded Crush. He's just chatting away in the background. Then he started having a go at my glasses and my t-shirt. <laughs> I know he did. I think he referred to you with the stripy t-shirt and the big noggin. That's it, big noggin. <laughs> So there's me getting stick off this uh, off this turtle. I didn't know what to do. The kids were laughing at me, and then that's when it became real, and we realised uh, that this thing is this thing's talking to us. We just didn't know how it worked. Uh, we're going to go back uh, later in the week because I've been told that there's there's even more that happens there. So we're going to reset and and be like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But something else is going to blow our mind. I hear. Uh, well, I, I mean, we need to go back in there with like. Screwdrivers and stuff yeah. and start looking behind things. <laughs> uh, so despite last night uh, having the wall pulled over our eyes by Crush from uh, Finding Nemo in the Animator's Palette restaurant, that wasn't the only thing that I couldn't explain away. Uh, last night I went to the Walt Disney Theatre uh, where Jamie Raven, the magician, uh, what was... What a name that is. It's fa- if you're called Jamie Raven, you, you are bound to be a magician. Of course you are. I'll I mean, be a mechanic. The moment Jamie Raven was born, he was going to be a magician. Yeah, totally. What a name. I wouldn't let someone called Jamie Raven fix my car. Uh, now, if you're sat there driving home right now, you're probably thinking, I, I know that name. Of course you do. Because he was second in Britain's Got Talent a few years back. Oh, go to what I was saying earlier on. I probably knew how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this this guy was absolutely incredible. I've never seen um, magic in like like proper on stage live magic before. Yeah, and to actually be in an auditorium uh, and and see it like that, I was I was absolutely stunned. Even Rocco's just like wow. So what, what kind of stuff was he doing? Was he doing like card tricks or sleight of hand? Was he doing a bit of levitating or? Uh, there was uh, some big rope tricks. There was uh, some disappearing money tricks. There was making money appear tricks. That's my favourite. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was uh, getting volunteers out of the audience tricks. Uh, it was just 
so polished and absolutely fantastic. Uh, and like, obviously, we'd spoken to Lee on the show yesterday, cruise director, telling us about how he's just on top of all the different elements of of entertainment on the ship. Yeah, these are, these are grey day entertainers you are seeing in these theatres. It was amazing. I like to think that no matter what you watch on the Disney Dream, Lee is padding around, just looking from the side of the stage, and then smiling, smiling wryly, knowing that everything's going to plan. Halfway through Jamie Raven's bit last night, Lee did come in, sit down for 10 minutes in one of the rows, looking, just checking this was all up to standard, and then off he goes again, just doing quality control somewhere else. It was incredible. Love it. He's probably off to go and check that the buffet's okay. Hello, sailor. We're cruising with Bush and Ritchie. One of the greatest things about being on this ship is that if you want to, you can kind of cut yourself off from, you know, home and work and all that kind of stuff. Oh. But, you know, if you want to engage with that, you, you can you can get, you know, Wi-Fi and all that, and you can get all your emails if you want to sit there and, and go through emails, etc. But, you know, a few of us have chosen not to do that, which is a great thing. Uh, and this is this is paying dividends uh, at the moment for Richie and I because the scenario we're in as things stand are we've been at sea whilst the final ever episode of Succession has gone out. So, look, if you've watched it, we don't want to hear about it, OK? Don't ruin it for us, spoiler alert, all that kind of thing. As it stands, we've had to get into international waters to avoid anyone ruining it for us. <laughs> but um, it does raise the issue of, like, missing stuff. Have you missed anything because you've been away or you've had other plans? I don't want to lower the tone. I don't want to lower the tone. It's not meant to be sombre, but it's just it's just a fact. Obviously, late 90s, one of the, the, the biggest sort of like uh, national events that everyone went through was, yeah. was Princess Diana's funeral. Yes. And my mate Alistair was getting married that day. And the drive up from Bournemouth up to Surrey was the quietest the M3 had ever been because everyone's at home watching. It was huge, wasn't it? Huge. Apart from Alistair is still getting married. So I never watched any of it. Did not see any of what was like a, a national event burnt into everyone's memory whatsoever. Didn't see a thing. Uh, so look, if, you, if you've missed something for whatever reason, and we'll just add that caveat, don't go tell him, Richie and I, what's happened, OK? Because we know what you like. Alex says the Charles coronation. I shared about, like, Diana and, and, yeah. and missing the funeral, but... That was obviously like pre-internet and social media. I, d- I don't understand how anyone has managed to escape uh, King Charles's coronation. It was from, everywhere from, from, from like, only a few weeks back. Uh, but he, he ducked and dived it, and, and he and he did it. Uh, Mark has actually got in touch with us. Uh, he said he, he missed the final episode of Round the World in Eighty Days, and he adds as well, this was pre-internet, so I don't, I didn't find out if uh, Michael Palin had actually made it round the world <laughs> for about twenty years. <laughs> the tweet of the night. Cruising with. Now, obviously, you went off and had a little uh, jaunt to teaser earlier on today. I stayed uh, poolside uh, and did all things uh, sunshine and water. And one of the things I did, you and I have to do together at some point later this week. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) (laughs) Start to get the kids out of the way. (laughs) Uh, We actually referred to it a couple of times uh, yesterday on the show. There is a... A huge flume that goes around the ship. Now, it's more than a flume. This is the aqueduct. Uh, very much Donald Duck inspired. It goes right the way around the ship twice, to be quite honest. Uh, as we look out at it right now, there's flashing disco lights around it. I've got a bit of a history with flumes. Uh, <laughs> 
I, yeah, you're laughing because you know what I'm about well, to say. Yeah, I mean, it's many a... years ago when I was carrying a little bit more timber than I am now, uh, I got wedged in one, oh, and my uh, word. it was uh, one, <laughs> one of the most horrendous experiences. <laughs> Tower Park in Pool. I can still picture the little child that was pointing to his mummy. That's the man I told you about earlier that got stuck, <laughs> mummy. Um, but what but, a way to end up in the local paper, though. Yeah. <laughs> I successfully did it this afternoon, and it is brilliant. And you go down in these these sort of uh, little pods that there's room right. for two people in. I went down as a one uh, but you can get, go down as a two and I think you and I should do this together later on this week. Now, I'm I'm up for it. I'm definitely up for it. Although, you know, like we've had people flying past us while we're doing the show at the moment, so yes. it's, 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 it's pretty mad. Is it scary? Like, is it going to scare me? Well, no... <laughs> No, but I need to. I need to warn you. If you're going to go down with me, because I do come with added uh, kilos, right? Um, there's parts of it where there's sort of like little bumpy bits where I pick up quite a bit of momentum. Right, fantastic. Okay, uh, but then equally, the trade-off is that of that is is as you get to the end and the gradient levels out. Yeah, because. I'm carrying a little bit of extra weight. I slow things down. Okay. So I might not come out in the biggest splash that you might expect. I've got a feeling you're going to be like, um, you'll be like my bobsleigh. Yeah. I'll just be holding on to you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm up for it. So what, me and you will just be in a, you know, who'll be at the front and who'll be at the back of this little kind of thing that we're going to be on this pod? I think what we need to do is watch another amazing Disney uh, film, and that is Cool Runnings, and work out what yes. is the best way to do this. Watch this space. We're going to be going on it this week. Two things you normally don't see at sea. Bush and Richie. This is Cruising with Bush and Richie. Tuesday evening's Hometime Show on Absolute Radio is Bush and Richie coming to you from the Disney Dream, uh, which has a variety of different kids' clubs for kids of different ages, one that was very important to Bush and myself, uh, with a couple of uh, youngsters in tow, was the Oceaneers Club. And earlier, we went down and visited the manager. Louisa, welcome. Hi there, thank you. Uh, you look very calm, considering how many children you look after on a daily basis. It's a hell of an operation. We're used to it, we're used to it. Louisa, this is... Uh, uh, another one of the really, really, really important parts of the ship that you might not necessarily think about first off. A safe place for the kids to go to to maintain the parents' sanity. Yes, um, it's one of those areas that we have for all of our children, uh, particularly here for ages 3 to 12, where they can come and have some fun so the adults can go have fun around the ship. Which is great. And one of the best things about being a kid when you're on holidays, making friends with other kids, particularly from different parts of the world, which is cool. Talk us through the different areas then you've got in this, this zone, because it's someone else. So this is Disney's Oceaneer Club. So we have Andy's room where, with a little bit of magic, we shrink you down to the size of a toy. Um, our Pixie Hollow area, lots of crafts. You might need an extra suitcase to come home with all the crafts. And of course, the Millennium Falcon. Um, everyone loves to drive the Millennium Falcon. I was going to say that there's, there's also times for the kids club where uh, it, it's open hours so parents can come in as well. You must find that the Millennium Falcon area is, is that's, that's where like the parents gravitate to when they come in with the kids. It's definitely one of our most popular attractions here, so it's very exciting. And also, it's not just like younger kids as well, because we've got a 13-year-old, and you guys here on the, on the Disney Dream have got loads of great facilities for like tween ages, if we can call them that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so we have Edge. It's all the way up on deck 13. That's for our 11 to 14-year-olds. And then right at the front of the ship with their own outdoor area is 
is for our teens, which is for our 14 to 17 year olds. Is that hard to get them to, you know, at first I think with teenagers, sometimes they need a bit of a nudge, but once they get going, then they'll get into it. Do you know what I mean? They do. And our counselors are great at doing icebreakers and different activities to get them all to know each other. And then you'll see them travel around in groups when they found their, their friends. There's an amazing piece of kit uh, when you come into the kids club, which uh, I don't know where I'd buy this for home, but uh, there's, there's like a, a hand washing station where the kids just put their hands in and it gets washed for them. It's amazing. It's, again, very, very popular. Children are always asking, can I wash my hands? And of course, the answer is yes, please wash your hands. Um, but it's a great way to keep them safe and healthy in our spaces as well. Uh, one thing that's kind of been the theme of our, of our time here so far uh, on the Disney Dream is that I, I imagine a bit of a misconception people might have is that you know, a Disney holiday, a Disney cruise is just all about the kids. But what you guys actually do is make it so that the parents can enjoy themselves as well, which isn't, I guess, it's, a, it's not necessarily apparent for a lot of people who've maybe never been on a Disney cruise before. Of course, and we have lots of guests, um, adult guests who travel by themselves without any children, um, enjoying our adult spaces around the ship, and then sometimes they'll come and pop in and see us as well, just to be those big kids again. Uh, we're stood in front of or behind this, this massive... I mean, what, what would you call it? Like a games floor, a dance floor? What, what, what is this? This is the magic play floor. Um, so right now it's just very nice and calm, but we can turn this into many different games um, and activities for the kids to do. And they love stomping around on the magic play floor. We had a little play on it earlier. Is there any way that you can like um, change the leaderboards? Um, because uh, <laughs> was, uh, when we played a game, I'm not sure my particular pad was working very well. I think they missed a zero off his score, didn't they? <laughs> Something like that. Unfortunately, it's pretty accurate, but you'll just have to come back and try again. Amazing. Well, listen. Okay. Well, all right. Oh, no, that, that's not the answer he was hoping for. Uh, Louise, lovely to speak to you. What an amazing kids' room and kids' area this is. It was um, this pad here, by the way, that wasn't. Okay, we'll look into that. We'll get that checked. Just trying to help. Great to speak to Louisa just earlier on there, uh, the manager of the Oceaneers Club, the kids' club here on the ship. And, of course, for little ones, like we've got little Stella, little year-and-a-half-old Stella. There's a fantastic nursery, too, if you've got younger kids. Uh, the one on this ship is called It's a Small World. Uh, you would have heard that we were in the Oceaneers Club earlier, which has got uh, a part of it that is done up like Andy's room from Toy Story. Uh, there's kind of an enchanted forest as well, which is an amazingly beautiful area uh, where the kids can do crafting. But the one that caught our eye, the big kids in the room, was the Millennium Falcon. We had to have a go, and you can find out what happened next. Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. We are on board the Disney Dream and in a very, very cool location. Uh, we are in the Kids Club, and Richie and I are sat at the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, it's the Kids Club, but this bit here might as well be a big Kids Club. It's amazing. We've elbowed the kids out of the way and taken the seats ourselves. <laughs> now, is it is it wrong for me to say that I'm Han Solo and you're Chewbacca? Um, Do you know I, what I, was, mean? I was expecting. I was expecting that that was going to be how things were going to play out. But for my sanity, give me your rationale yeah. as to why it's that. Well, um, I'd say Han Solo. He doesn't really play by the rules. A bit of a maverick. Yeah. Chewbacca, though, as far as I can tell from watching Star Wars, knows how to fly the ship, and he's good at it. I like that. Remem I like remembers that. all the service stations I around Alderaan. <laughs> So it's nothing to do with Chewbacca's unkept appearance, no. hairiness, no. Uh, involuntary noises that he makes. He carries around snacks on that <laughs> sling he's got on him. Nothing to do with that cool. at all. Okay, yeah, right. it's yeah, a well, piloting thing. Han Solo and Chewbacca it is then. Well, come on then, Chewie. We're going to work out how to fly this thing. 
Let's get a song on and we'll get her off the ground. <laughs> there we are. Hello, sailor. We're cruising with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie here bringing you home time from the Disney Dream. More importantly, uh, Richie and I are in their amazing kids club and we are sat at the controls of the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. Uh, right, a few uh, pre-flight uh, checks. Oh, can I just say, actually... Yeah. Uh, oh, pardon me. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, uh, obviously, we ascertained earlier on that I'm Han Solo, uh, you're Chewbacca. Yeah. Uh, you did a Chewbacca impression. Yeah. Uh, give it to us one more time. Yeah. Quite a few people tweeting in to say that you do sound like Blakey from On The Buses. <laughs> There's one for the kids. One for the kids, indeed. Uh, let's uh, get this fired up. Obviously, just a few pre-flight checks. Yeah, just check that. Uh, uh, the, the Millennium Falcon is a diesel, so just let the, uh, the glow plugs warm up. And it's then, got a clutch. Uh, uh, what's, what's that thing? Choke. Let's the get choke. The choke. That's it. It's... An 80s vehicle. Let's get the choke out. Here we go. Oh. And off we go. Goes fast, doesn't it? Certainly does. No seatbelts, I've noticed. Yeah, there's no seatbelts on the Millennium Falcon. What's going on? They're to bang their heads non-stop. Uh, so are you... Um are you going to be flying and I'll do the guns? I'll do guns? You seem more like a gun man. I seem more like a sat-nav, navigation, fuel economy. Although, actually, I think we'll engage sport mode. Let's do it. Let's get sport mode on. I'm just going to... Radio's on absolute radio, just to make sure we get the most up-to-date travel news. Don't forget, as well, this uh, one home-time show, nine different playlists here on the Millennium Falcon. And... Uh, I don't want to boast, but I have killed quite a few TIE Fighters and uh, Atans <laughs> so far. Whoa! Felt like you came into that ravine a little bit hard. <laughs> Sorry, I may well have done. Let's go and park up. Have you got the uh, you got the Ringo app on this? Let's see, I've got Ringo on here, yes, fine. There we go. Oh, full. Two things you normally don't see at sea. Bush and Ritchie. This is Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Sorry if we sound a little bit hoarse, but we're up fairly late, have an hell of a party last night on the main deck, weren't uh, we? Later than we normally would be. Uh, it was a special night last night. There were celebrations for 25 years of the Disney Cruise Line and there was uh, a special party on deck uh, with fireworks as well. Uh, kind of lucky. Uh, on this particular cruise there's, there's two fireworks night. Uh, celebrating uh, the 25 years and another one to come uh, with uh, a pirate party night. There's always a fireworks night on the Mediterranean cruise. It was so special. And we mentioned him, we've mentioned him on every show we've been here so far, but uh, cruise director Lee, he came out on stage. <laughs> He's everywhere. Giving it some on the main stage as well. The guy's everywhere. <laughs> He's the main man. Brilliant. And I just want to say a massive thank you um, to Disney for throwing a party for Everton staying in the Premier League. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> it was great to see everyone having a great time just as much as I was. 25 years of relegation struggles. That's actually what it was for. I, I was going to say that hurts, but it's actually true. Big news to report back to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to be cuddling Richie and going down the aqueduct, the big flume that goes around the outside of the ship, and we'll see how that pans out. So that is a committal to that, yeah? That is happening. I just need to legally check it, just to make sure that I've got a will, and we'll go from there. I don't want to sound like a father trying to encourage a kid to do something, but if you will do that, then we'll also get to Vanellope's, uh, which is the incredible sweet shop, uh, which is uh, on the ship, inspired by Wreck-It Ralph. We'll be like kids in a sweet shop. So are you saying tomorrow I'm going to cuddle you down the flume, then we're off to go and get some sweets? Yes. Brilliant. What a day. Shiver mid-timbers. We're cruising with Bush and Richie.